Welcome to Biscuits and Gravy, a Southern food and travel podcast. I'm Michelle, I'm your host, and I'm going to take you to some quintessential Southern places. I hope you'll enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Biscuits and Gravy podcast. I'm Michelle, I'm your host, and you are here for part two of my Charleston trip with my husband. So thank you for joining me. I hope you have listened to part one. If you have not, then if you'll go back to the last episode, then you'll be able to listen to that. That was where I told all about our hotel that we stayed at, what we did while we were in Charleston, and uh, just some, some tips about traveling to Charleston in that episode. And this episode, <laughs> we had so much fun just trying out the food in Charleston. We knew this was going to be a foodie stop and we are foodies. So we knew this was going to be a good thing. And, um, so I've got a list of the places that we ate. That is where we chose to spend our money, a nice place to stay and a nice place to eat. Uh, if you listened to the last episode, you'll know that we didn't do any kind of tours or anything we had to pay for in that manner. Um, we did a lot of walking, a lot of free things, and then we paid for good food. So, this is the food episode, so I hope you guys will enjoy it. Uh, I will I will start with saying I didn't talk about the angel oak tree in um, the last episode as I meant to. So I'm going to start with that, and then the rest will be all about the food. So the angel oak tree um, is actually on John's Island, so you have to drive to get there. You can't walk to the angel oak tree from from the historic district in Charleston, but it's not a long drive. I think it took us maybe 20 minutes. Um, it is free to get into the Angel Oak. It's owned by the city. So uh, you can look online and get some information if you'd like to uh, and find out their hours. But I think they have pretty good um, uh, hours so that's not you don't have to be super choosy about when you go. When we went, it was pretty crowded, <clears throat> but I have since seen some pictures and videos from other people that have been when it wasn't crowded. So I'm like, well, we, we must have just gone on a popular day then. I don't even remember. It was a weekday, but I don't remember when exactly it was. Um, <clears throat> so I did not know what to expect with the angel oak tree, but I had just heard this was somewhere that we needed to visit. So this is, they believe, one of the oldest oak trees east of the Mississippi, or if not the oldest oak tree east of the Mississippi. And it is estimated to be between 400 and 500 years old. And I remember seeing pictures of it online and just thinking, wow, that's cool, you know. But we parked and we walked up to the the tree and you have to actually walk by the tree before you can enter into the park so you can see it before you actually get close to it and I wasn't really paying attention but we were walking up to it and um just walking by the fence there at it and Adam was like wow and I was just I didn't even know what he was talking about and I just looked over and I was just like wow like it's just it was it's hard to kind of put it into words because it's one of those experiences where you just, you just have to experience it. You know, you can't really convey 
how it makes you feel when you when you see something like that. It's like it like you're living in a movie or a dream or something. It's not. It doesn't seem like reality. Um, it doesn't seem like that's actually a tree. You know, like it could actually be that large. And um, all I can say is, it made you want to whisper because it was something about the reverence of it um, being so old on the earth and. Um, you know, Adam and I talked about how it would have been so cool if we could find something like that, even, you know, even just a portion of something like that on our own property sometime and just, um, just how awe inspiring it is. So, uh, I think that was pretty much the, the thoughts and the feeling that most of the people that we were there with got, because like I said, it was crowded but everyone was very quiet. It was just one of those things like you felt like you were in church, you know, you felt like, um, you know, I should, I should have respect here. Um, I should just kind of try to take this in and understand it. And it was just, it was, it was a really, really cool experience. So I do, um, recommend that anyone in the area go and see this beautiful, tree. I wish our kids would have been there with us, although they would have liked to climb it and you absolutely cannot climb it. Um, they are very strict. I even saw, um, they, there was a man there with a dog and you know, it, there were all these rules everywhere. I took pictures. They had all these like signs with rules up and everything about do not do yoga on the tree. Do not stand on the tree. Do you not? Cause there are branches of the tree that come actually down onto the ground. Um, and, uh, so, you know, you just, they're very strict about wanting to preserve this tree, but there was a man with a dog there and he, he put, he tied the dog to a picnic table or something that was off, um, away from the tree. And then he walked up to the tree just a little bit, uh, to take a picture. And I saw, I saw one of the workers there just make a beeline for him and walk over there and like, are you going to, are you going to stay with your dog, sir? And and he was just like, oh, yeah, I was just taking a picture. And they were like, well, no, you need to be with your dog at all times. Like, I mean, they were very strict about all the rules there, which is fine. But um, but anyways, it's uh, it was quite an experience. So I do recommend you go check out the Angel Oak Tree on John's Island. Um, it, uh, I was looking up why it's called the Angel Oak Tree. And a lot of people actually found a video, which I thought was really interesting, um, uh, about a woman who said that the angel oak tree, she was a YouTuber, said the angel oak tree uh, zapped all of her energy. So she actually had to like go and lay down after she saw the angel oak tree and experienced that and everything. And whether that's true or not, I don't know. But um, I think there is something, there is something to that. There is something to, you know, living things that have been living on this earth for hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, so, but anyways, um, some of the people say that there are spirits of, um, African slaves that are watching over the tree that they've seen in pictures and videos and things like that. That's why it's called the angel oak. Um, and then some people say there is a guardian angel looking over the oak tree, um, maintaining its growth and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I don't know if any of that's true and that's beside the point, but I just wanted to give you a little bit of, um, of the history of it and why it is called the angel oak tree. 
uh, I don't, it's like with anything else, you really don't know. <laughs> you really don't know um, where the origins of, of things like the name are from. So, okay, now we're gonna get to the food, which is something I love to talk about. All right, I'm gonna save the best for last. So you'll have to stick around to the end to find out what the best place we ate was, okay? All right, so I'm gonna start with Callie's because I started mentioning that in the last episode. And um, as, you, as you might remember, Callie's is one of those places that kind of inspired this podcast to even begin. Um, I watched uh, Callie's um, Hot Little Biscuit, uh, how, it's called How She Rolls is the show on PBS. I saw that um, at the beginning of the year this year and I was just really inspired because I really connected with her, um, Carrie Mori, because um, you know I used to own my own business and it just kind of took you through like the steps of, of growing a business from scratch and all that kind of stuff. And so I really, um, I really felt this kinship with her. And so I like to, I like to watch the show and I really wanted to be able to go and visit a Callie's, um, hot little biscuit at some point in my life. And Charleston is where they are. So I was really excited to get that opportunity. I did not realize that Callie's was actually one of the locations that's actually inside of the Charleston market, which if you heard on the last episode, um, was right by our hotel that we stayed at. So it was, I mean, just a block away from, from us at all times. So we walked through Callie's several times before we actually went and got a biscuit, uh, just for timing reasons and things. We didn't want to just spend our money frivolously. Like we wanted to make sure like we were hungry, we were ready to eat and that kind of thing. So, um, when we finally got, did get to go to Callie's, it was actually Carrie Morey's daughter, and I don't remember what her name is, but she's on the TV show as well, that was serving us. She's the one that was at the cash register, and, um, and, um, I got a t-shirt, so I got me a cute little t-shirt I got to bring home with me that's got, like, a pimento cheese biscuit on the back. I actually didn't know it had anything on the back of it. I just thought it had the logo, um, but I thought it was funny because, uh, y'all probably know I love pimento cheese. I love making pimento cheese. And, um, and that's actually what, that's the biscuit that I got from Callie's was a pimento cheese biscuit and Adam got the same thing. And then that's what was on my t-shirt. So I had no idea, but it just worked out. Um, <clears throat> so I was really, really excited to taste the infamous Callie's. Um, and we both enjoyed our biscuits. I will say, um, you know, when you've, uh, y'all know, like when you have built something up in your mind, uh, that is just going to be the most amazing thing in the world, you have these really high expectations and then it's sort of a letdown when you're just like, this is just normal, you know, this is nothing spectacular. And that's, I mean, you know, I am always honest with you guys. I'm not going to give you any kind of information that is not completely 100% true in my opinion. And, um, and so I don't want to just say to you right now, like Callie's biscuits are the best things that I ever tasted in my life because they weren't, um, they probably weren't even the best biscuit I had ever had, but, um, it was good. Uh, I did like it. The pimento cheese was probably better than the biscuit. Um, and so that was good. 
but um, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't like, this is the best thing in the entire world. So, um, so just keep that in mind. And it's, it's kind of funny because after my trip, I started seeing some things online um, from some people who were kind of in the same situation as me. They were wanting to visit Cali's because they had seen the TV show or they had heard about it or whatever. And then they were a little disappointed because they were just like, these aren't even that great like that, you know? So, um, you know, I don't, no offense to anybody <laughs> related to Cali's in the least, um, because it was a very good product, but I wouldn't say it was like the best biscuit I ever had or whatever. So, um, that's my, that was my take on Callie's. Um, I can't even remember how much the biscuits were. I was going to give you a price point. I'm thinking they were like $8 a piece. I might be, it might've been seven, but I think they were about $8 a piece for a biscuit. And, um, and they weren't humongous. So, um, but I do encourage you to go by, give it a look, give it a try. If you've been curious about it, um, I have a feeling Callie's is probably one of those places that people eat at regularly. You know, like if they're in Charleston, they just kind of swing by the market and get a biscuit from Callie's. Um, it was not crowded. That was another thing that surprised me. The market was pretty busy, but Callie's itself was not crowded. Like anytime we went by there, there was no line waiting for biscuits. Um, so I was just a little surprised, I think. I think because I had watched the TV show and I had in my mind that it was just this booming business where they sell out every day and um, there's so much demand for it and everything went smooth, goes smoothly there. And you're, you, I don't know, it just, I just got a different picture of it once I actually experienced it. Um, it was just a little... I don't know, chaotic when we were checking out as well. Um, I know I make mistakes as well, but um, her daughter who was checking us out actually rang us up for something that we didn't even order. And then I was getting ready to pay for it. And I was kind of like looking at it like, that is a lot for the two biscuits, you know? And then she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, that's not, I, I added something else on there or whatever. So she, she made it right and everything and that's fine. Um, but it was just a case of like, you know, just like we all do every day. We have expectation, unmet expectations, I guess. So, um, okay. Next one. Uh, the first night that we ate out for, um, like a nice, uh, evening out was at Hyman's Seafood, which is on one of the main streets there in the historic district. So this was a super busy restaurant and, um, they brought food out while we were waiting. Um, so that was nice. They brought like um, hush puppies. The hush puppies were like donuts. They were very sweet. Um, I don't really like sweet things like that. So uh, I was a little turned off by it. And I was like, I hope this doesn't make me feel bad before we eat. <laughs> but um, Adam enjoyed it. And I thought it was really nice. They actually had a sign out there in front of the restaurant that said, if anyone needs food, then they'll give you food. Like, don't ask our customers that are out here waiting for food or anything like that. Like, don't haggle with people. Like, just just come and ask us and we'll give you some food. So, I thought that was really cool. They had lo lots of outside seating for waiting. So, that was nice, too. Um, 
They said that we would be waiting for an hour, but it was really like 30 minutes, so it wasn't that bad at all. Um, apparently, lots of famous people have visited uh, Hyman's because um, they have a whole like Hall of Fame wall in there, um, and I mean, all kinds of people, Oprah and um, lots of different sports stars, and uh, there's lots of people. Just I can't even remember all the people that we saw, but we sat right there at this this wall with all these pictures on it where people had signed and and um and then another cool feature was they had on the tables little um little metal tags that said who sat there and so we sat at patrick ewing's table <laughs> that was the one that we were given um they had a little uh, feature where you could uh, follow them on Instagram and they would bring you if you showed your server they would bring you boiled peanuts um, and hush puppies so that was neat that's a good way to market and to get more followers on Instagram which is apparently is that's where they were wanting to get more followers um, Adam got the captain's platter and it was just like fried food it was fried everything oyster shrimp flounder sea bass cake um, and he said that it was really good. He said um, that this seafood was better than anything that he had ever eaten um, in Calabash or anywhere in North Carolina that we had eaten seafood before. And he thinks it's prob probably due to the fact that they switch the oil out every night, which um, apparently is not um, a general practice. Like that's kind of unusual for the oil to be switched out every night. So, um, so I thought that was that was interesting. Um, I got the she crab soup and a Caesar salad and it was okay, but it was nothing to write home about. Um, the seafood restaurant itself, um, looked like a seafood restaurant. I know you've probably been to those restaurants before where you're just like, okay, you know, <laughs> like you look around and you're just like, this is a seafood restaurant. Um, but they had a big staircase, um, kind of like, uh, you know, it reminded me of something like in, like on Titanic or something like that, like a big staircase where you can see everyone walk down. Um, they had a winding iron staircase. Um, the whole place was wood paneling from floor to ceiling, uh, low lighting. So I really liked the vibe. It was, it looked like you were inside a ship, you know, um, and it was there on the main street and all this like, you know, historic stuff in, um, in Charleston. So I, I really, I thought it was a really good vibe <laughs> for this uh, restaurant. And like I said, Adam really, really enjoyed his. Me, not so much, but maybe I just ordered the wrong thing. Okay. Uh, for dessert that night, we went next door to a place called Peace Pie, which is P-E-A-C-E -E Pie. Um, and they have like these ice cream sandwiches. So they have I don't know, 20 different flavors of ice cream sandwiches or something, um, all made there. Uh, Adam got a salted caramel and I got a pecan pie. And I will say they were both very delicious. We went back another night while we were in Charleston and got, well, he got another one, I think. Yeah, I don't think I got one. I got, I got some gelato somewhere else, but he got another one. Um, so really, really enjoyed that. That was super good. Um, another kind of just when you're walking around Charleston and you want to stop by and get just a little snack, like you don't want a full meal, there is a place called Hot and Handy that is, um, 
owned by Vivian Howard of um, Chef and the Farmer, which if you've listened to the podcast from the beginning, you know how much I love Vivian Howard. And she really inspired me to do our YouTube channel back in the day. She inspired this po- this podcast. And I just love the way she tells the story of people and places um, through her food. And I, that's really, really my intention um, eventually with this podcast and with our website is to be able to dig deeper and get into the stories of food more and more. So, um, but anyways, she owns two restaurants in Charleston. They're side by side. The Hot and Handy is, um, it's actually, it's actually attached to a hotel and I can't remember what hotel, if it's a Marriott, I think maybe. Um, and you can order little hand pies in there. So, Uh, we got, we shared a spicy pecan hand pie. And yes, I say pecan. I don't say pecan or pecan. Um, so it was a spicy pecan hand pie and it was so delicious. So delicious. Probably the second best thing I ate while I was in Charleston was this hand pie. So highly recommend the hot and handy. If you need a little snacky snack while you're walking around Charleston, um, so her other restaurant, Lenore, this is where we chose to spend the most money on a meal out, I believe. Um, and it, it was just a very nice, fancy restaurant. Um, and we knew it would be because we had visited Chef and the Farmer many, many years ago with some friends in Kinston. And we knew Vivian Howard would have an amazing restaurant in Charleston as well. Um, the, the atmosphere was beautiful. Um, it was very, they had like a, an outdoor seated area that was like a little garden patio. Um, the inside was just really clean and, um, had some nice like greenery and things that just made it feel, um, I don't know, just really fancy and really just kind of posh. So I enjoyed it. Um, Adam always gets a little uncomfortable in situations like that. Um, and I guess I do too, probably because I'm just not used to being in situations like that, um, where you have to dress nice and look nice and behave nice and everything. But I actually really, really love fancy things. So I loved it. Um, I got a K-Town burger, which was not fancy, I wouldn't say, but it was so good. Um, the chili that was in it, um, just completely made the burger. So loved it. Um, Adam got the grouper and which was an expensive fish anyways, but it, he got a very small portion, but he said it was good too. Um, we got fried collards because, um, we had eaten fried collards at chef and the farmer many, many years ago. And we knew they were delicious. They're just like chips. And so we got those so good, so yummy, but very, very messy. In fact, the server even said, yeah, this is not something you want to order on a first date. That's for sure. (laughs) It'll get all up in your teeth. It'll be all over the table, all over your, all over your clothes, all over the floor. So, um, but they were really, really good. So, um, Lenore is the name. I don't even know if I said the name. I'm sorry. Lenore is the name L E N O I R is the name of this restaurant by Vivian Howard. Very cool experience. Glad I got to go. Um, all right. Now, favorite place I ate. 
Okay, so if you'll remember in the last episode, I said that we went with Adam on a whirlwind trip through Charleston on one of his work trips like mm, five or six years ago, at least. No, it's been longer than that. It's pro- it was probably six years ago or seven. Um, it was when Travis was a baby. <laughs> and we ate because my friend Summer, so shout out to my friend Summer, she had recommended a place called Paige's Ochre Grill in Mount Pleasant, which is right outside of Charleston. And she just highly recommended it. She said, this is the place you need to go. And I trusted her. I was like, okay, we'll go there. So we ended up going there. And um, we I had such a terrible experience with my children that day. <laughs> um, other mamas will know what, exactly what I'm talking about. That I couldn't, I don't, I couldn't even tell you what I ordered. I was so looking forward to this one stop in Charleston. This was our one stop in Charleston. Um, And I was so looking forward to it. You remember, you know, just a few minutes ago, unmet expectations. That was what got me in trouble this day as well. Um, But, you know, I had a baby in diapers and potty training was not going well. And I will spare you the details, but it was an ugly situation at this restaurant. And... I just remember making multiple trips to the parking lot, to the car. It was so hot. It was in the middle of the summer and my food getting cold. I had barely eaten anything. Kids were screaming. Adam was mad and on the phone probably the whole time because he was in a job that he hated. And, (laughs) um, it was just not a good experience. So this time we we had a few suggestions, but my friend Summer again said you got to go to Paige's Ochre Grill, and she in fact told me something I needed to order. She said you have to order the redneck rolls, and I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. So she highly recommended that. I was like, okay, we're gonna go back. We're gonna ha- we need a do over without the children this time. <laughs> So we went and walked up to the restaurant and I was so excited um, to get to try this one again. And there was a wait. So I think we went for lunch. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we went for lunch one day. So there was a wait and we we were standing there getting ready to put our name in. And this man kind of jumped in front of me and he said, oh, um, excuse me, I was here first. And I was like, oh (laughs) i was like okay um and so like the the two uh people that were taking names um for pages they kind of like looked at me like oh and um anyways they talked to him and he they said he was he was making reservations for his whole party and um they said was your whole party here and he said oh yeah we're all we're all here we're good and um, they said, what's your name? And he said, Curtis. And so this is, I'm just putting this out there. I'm sure Curtis won't ever listen to this podcast. But Curtis, if you're listening to this podcast, you are a jerk. <laughs> Quit being a jerk, Curtis. Um, because he was bold face lying. His party was not there. Um, but they went ahead and they seated him. And then we had to wait for a while for our table and when we, I mean, it wasn't a long while we had to wait. I wasn't upset about waiting or anything like that. Like that's no problem whatsoever. But when we sat down, I saw Curtis walk by us again and he went to meet his party that had just arrived. 
So he had already gotten his seat, you know, totally lied to the server and saying that he was, you know, his whole party was there. They were ready and they weren't ready. Um, they had just arrived there probably 10 or 15 minutes after he had gotten his table. So anyways, Curtis, quit being a jerk. Um, all right. So, uh, pages, let me, I'm looking at my notes right now so I don't forget anything. Um, there were lots of suggestions to eat here. When I looked online at like places to eat in Charleston, Pages was one of the most um, popular places I, it looked like, and for very good reason. So, this is absolutely at this point my favorite place that we've eaten in Charleston. Um, Okay, the redneck rolls, I made sure to honor my friend Summer that we would get the redneck rolls. And I am so glad that she suggested this because these were probably the best and most delicious things I have ever put in my mouth. Um, so they are like wonton rolls with barbecue and pimento cheese inside and they had a dipping sauce. It was amazing i'm going to make these at home i've got to i haven't done it yet but i have got to figure out how to make these taste that good at home um okay so we got that for an appetizer and i even took a picture of it send to summer and i was like summer i'm having the redneck rolls and you were not lying because she told me she said they're so delicious i dream about these things and i'm like i will probably dream about these things now so um, Adam and I are going back to Charleston in October and I'm like, this is going to be a must on our, on our list to go back to have some redneck rolls. So for our meal, I got chicken and waffles and crab soup and the crab soup at Paige's was much, much better than the crab soup I had at Hyman's, um, one of the previous nights that I had that. Chicken and waffles was delicious. Um, uh, let's see. What did Adam get? Adam got a sandwich of some sort, but I cannot, I, I didn't write it down and too much water has gone under that bridge for me to remember. So I cannot remember what he got, but he said it was good as well. Um, so I, I think Pages is a winner, winner chicken dinner. You have to eat at Pages if you go anywhere near Charleston. Uh, it's the our favorite place we ate all week like i said and i think it was the best and and most food that you got for the value um you know like i said we ate that really nice um meal at lenore but the portions were super small um it was that is not the case at pages portions are large we had um actually I ate half because we don't usually get appetizers. So I ate half um, of my actual meal and then saved the rest and ate that for supper that night. Or me and Adam actually shared it for supper that night. It was so much. Um, so that is all. Uh, I cannot believe that it took me two episodes. I actually can't believe that. It took me two episodes to get through my Charleston trip. But I wanted to go ahead and get this done because we're actually going on a another adventure next week. And I did not want another week or two to go by without finishing up my Charleston episode. And um, 
and getting this out to you guys. So I hope this is helpful. I hope that when you plan your trip to Charleston, you will look back at this transcript um, that we have on our website, biscuitsandgravypodcast.com. You can read the transcript and see the pictures from this whole episode right there under the episode. And it reads just like a blog. So you can go and check that out uh, if you'd like and see all the places that I'm talking about. Like I said, we're going actually with some couples from our church uh, in October on a couples retreat to Charleston. We're actually going to stay at Folly Beach, which we didn't actually get to go to the beach while we were in Charleston. We just spent all our time in the historic part, and um, and I really did want to go to the beach. So I'm excited we're going to be staying at the beach in, in October. But, um, but I will definitely... I've still got things on my list. I think I told you in the last episode that I was still uh, making notes in my Charleston, <laughs> in my Charleston note on my phone about where I want to go next time and some places that we want to go back to or places that we want to try next time. So I'll have even more stuff to show you guys in October after I go there. But next week we are headed to Bryson City uh, in the mountains of North Carolina for our daughter's um, birthday. So we're going to have more things to share with you when we get back from there. And uh, in real time, I'll be on Instagram posting some pictures. So if you don't already follow us, it's just Biscuits and Gravy Podcast on Instagram. And you can check us out there and you can see things in real time as we're traveling around. So all right. Thank you guys for joining me for this episode. And I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Biscuits and Gravy. I hope you've enjoyed it and I hope I've inspired you to try some new place in the South. If you could leave this podcast a rating and review on your podcast app of choice, I would really appreciate it. See you next time.